So it's so funny because one of my girlfriends actually sent me your um one of your TikToks and she was like, You need to record this girl. I was like, dude, I've actually reached out to her. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. To do it. So yeah, I'm really excited. Um, so before we launch, tell me a little bit about just like yourself. Like if you had to give just a an overall description of who you are, hit it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Victoria. I am, I do a lot of different things. So I am mainly um, where, like where you'll mainly find me would be on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, really like giving advice, talking about raising your standards, talking about being just the highest, you know, most confident version of you. And um, what I, what I mainly say, like the highest, like 2.0 version of yourself and so on and so forth. And so I'm a confidence coach. I also do business coaching. I am a content creator and an influencer. I've been doing that for many years now. That's how I started my journey on social media. Uh, I am a host of For the Girls podcast. And I also newly just launched a a line called Vixen the Label, which is feminine women's clothing and lingerie. And yeah, a lot of things in store for that. So that's really nice because that's like an actual tangible business. Everything I do is really about like content, but having, you know, the women's clothing and lingerie is something that I'm able to really like give to people. And, you know, that really helps them feel confident. That's exactly why I created Vixen really just not only to, you know, embrace your sensuality and your femininity and to feel like sexy and, you know, embracing your curves and shape and your figure, but even just to really feel confident and feel beautiful in really just like dainty, lacy and silky type of pieces. So that's me in a nutshell, all the things, all the different things that I do. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I followed your journey for a while and I've just seen you put not only like put your hands in so many different things, but like excel at everything you decide to do, you know? Um, and with the launch of, of VIX and the label, I've noticed you've had a lot of inherent success. And I think a lot of it is you're so good at branding, like not just yourself, but the type of, um, the type of image you're trying to give to something. And, I guess like my question is, you know, how did you come to know how to not only brand yourself, but brand the projects for the success that you've seen? Well, I think that it's funny because I brand everything I do really personally to me, which is something that most people like won't say to do. Like, even down to myself being in the photos for Vixen. Um you know, a lot of people that I have had conversations with as far as branding goes and building a business goes is like, no, you don't want yourself in in the pictures or you don't want it to like match too much to your personal style because then, you know, like it'll be hard to like expand and branch out. And I'm like, that's just who I am. And that's how I am. And like, I can't, I can't do things if they are not like completely me written all over it. And with Vixen, it literally like the shoot looks like my apartment. It looks like my bedroom. The colors are like what I genuinely wear. Um, everything is like very true to my personal aesthetic, the way I personally dress. And I feel like that's how I've been able to over the years 
sell anything that I promote. You know, like I said, I am an influencer. I create content. I have promoted and sold beauty products and clothing and all different things. And the only way I've ever been a successful influencer or salesperson, if you will, is by doing it in ways that are completely true to me. And so I think that's one of the things that people miss a lot when it comes to branding and like trying to build a business is that they don't really know themselves. So they don't really know what they like. Like one of the things I always say to my clients when I do business coaching is what makes you you? Why would somebody shop with you or buy from you rather than from, you know, Sally down the street who sells the same product or a comp- or a competitive product? And they're like, oh, I don't really know like what makes me me. Like, I don't really like do anything. I don't really have hobbies, whatever. And for me, I've always loved fashion. I've always loved lace. I've always loved feminine clothing. I've always loved design, like interior design and decor. And I, I just, I love gold and um classic you know i have like the crown molding and i have like the vintage you know pieces around the apartment and like those are things that i just love so when it comes to being able to sell or brand i just always sprinkle my own personal style and aesthetic into everything and it just is that's makes it that much more authentic and it just makes it honestly easier for me and um yeah i think that's kind of how i do everything yeah yeah now you like you're really, really big on, I've seen a lot of your, not only your videos on Instagram, but like your TikToks, your TikToks are gold, dude. They're so good. And a lot of your, your message is just like, you do not give a fuck what anyone has to say. (laughs) Like you have your opinion and you are like, here's the facts. This Mm -hmm. is how it is. And it seems like any kind of hate that you get just kind of like brushes off of you. Like it doesn't seem to affect you. How do you feel like you you had that resilience? Like, is it built into you or something you developed? I would say I've always been that way. I would say since like a young age, I was always just like, I get, I don't know if confident would be the right word. Cause of course, like, you know, as a young girl, you go through insecurities too. But since a young age, I've, I've just always been very sure of myself. Let's put it that way. Whether I'm confident or not or whatever, I've always been sure of myself. And I've never really gone through kind of like, what do you call when you're, uh, um, I guess like I've just never really been someone who's had, oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank on that term when it's like, when you kind of like forget who you are. <laughs> Not like imposter syndrome. I can't think of what it is. Oh, like an identity crisis. There you go. Yeah, I've yeah. never gone through like an identity crisis. Like I've never been someone who like conforms to other people or can't figure out like myself or like I've never been one who follows the crowd. Like I am the person who will always march to the beat of my own drum. I will be a one-man show doing everything I do. Of course, I have amazing, amazing friends, but I also have always been like, the odd one out in certain situations. I've always been like the leader when it comes to friend groups. I've never been the one to follow. And I think when it comes to getting hate on social media, which I've gotten for many, many, many years now, tormented, bullied, tried to get taken down so many different times. I'm just like, it says so much more about you than it does about me. Like, I don't know you. And your life revolves around me. Like, I don't even know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, you're a loser, honestly, because I sit around minding my business, 
doing what I love to do, enjoying myself, having fun, sharing my opinions. And because you don't agree with me, you've now made it your mission to hurt me, take me down, make fun of me. I mean, like people really like attack me like on a regular basis. And I literally just block everybody. I delete negative comments. You know, when you'll see a creator or like someone, whatever on social media, and then people are in the comments like, oh, she's deleting comments. She's deleting comments. I'm like, yeah, the fuck I am. Because why I haven't really had too many people say that to me about like, oh, deleting comments. I see it on other people. Maybe I don't see it on me because I delete those comments too. If you're like, don't delete my comment. If you're like, don't delete my comment. I'm like, oh, here I am deleting you again. When they're like, aha, you blocked my first two pages and I have another page. I'm like, and I'll block you again. Like I don't, it doesn't, I don't welcome that energy on my page. I don't welcome haters into my life. Like if I wouldn't welcome a hater into my home, then no, I don't welcome you onto my page. I don't care if you're going to say, well, then you're turn your page private or don't open your comments. That's what they love to say. Like, if you don't want to hear what people think, then this is a free, you know, thing you should, you should have your comments off. No, I shouldn't have my comments off. Having open comments doesn't excuse poor behavior and fucking weirdos. So if I wouldn't welcome you into my front door, then I'm not welcoming you onto my page. So I block people. I delete comments because I just don't welcome anyone to try to tell me who I am. I am certain of who I am. I am confident in who I am. I have never had trouble knowing who I am. And so I'm not going to let Joe Schmo on the internet tell me who I am. Oh, you, you blocked me because you can't handle the truth. You don't even know my middle name. You don't even know my birthday. How are you going to tell me the truth about myself? You know nothing about me. So, you know, when it comes to dealing with people like that, when people say to me, how do you deal with haters? I'm like, I don't. What is there to deal with? You think I'm going to spend time trying to find a way to deal with someone who is obsessed with me? Like, whether they like you or hate you, it's an obsession. And for me, it's their problem, not mine. So I, uh, yeah, I don't make any any space for that. And it is funny because I'll like go live or something on TikTok and then people will comment being like, Hey, like I found you on, you know, TikTok, but I've been blocked on your Instagram for years. Like I love your content. Can you unblock me? I'm like, no, if you were ever slightly rude to me, if you were ever in my DMS bashing me, then that's why you're blocked. So I'll block yeah. you on TikTok too. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. So Like it doesn't affect me. Yeah. That's so crazy that people are like that obsessive with it. It just, it's always baffled me how like, it's almost like when people don't have enough to do in their own life, like they, they just don't have any purpose. So they don't have anything that they're really working towards, like within themselves or within their relationships or business or whatever it is that they turn it into like, let me focus this energy into like obsessively watching someone else's life and then, you know, giving my opinions on it. Like it matters at all. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And you said it exactly that. Like they have nothing else going on. There is no one in the world who that I've ever seen that I've ever come across that is more fulfilled than me, that is more successful than me, than that makes more money than me, that has better friendships and relationships than me, or is even confident in their own physical appearance more than I am in mine, that has ever been rude to me on the internet. Not Mm -hmm. once. So it's always from people who are unfulfilled, unsuccessful, 
usually don't make good money in their life are usually very insecure when it comes to their physical appearance. They're not happy with their looks. And then they're going to try to tell me about myself. So, you know, it's always just like, they're there. Like I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, like yeah. if, maybe if someone who was doing better than me tried to tell me about myself, I would take it into consideration. But if I wouldn't take advice from you, then I won't take criticism from you. If exactly. I wouldn't come to you to trade places and say, I want what you have, teach me your ways, then I'm not going to come to you to say, can you help me be better? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the people that you actually do learn from and look up to in that sense, it's like, the way that they give feedback is never with hate. You know, it's always with, I want to see you do better. So here's something that I've noticed that you might not see. Like it's always done with love. Whereas like the trolls and the hate comments are always so nasty. And half the time they're not even true. You're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's almost never true. Actually, I got a, uh, I got a comment on TikTok the other day from a girl being like, Oh, you're the girl. I can't remember exactly the names that she said. So I'm just going to say Sam and Sally. I don't remember. But she goes, you're the girl who made Sam and Sally change their podcast name. I knew there was something off about you. Um, SMH, like shaking my head at you. I wrote back and I said, I don't even know who those two people are. I've never <laughs> even heard of Sam and Sally in my life. And I've also, even if I did know who they are, I've never had an encounter of like making someone change a podcast name. Like I never, I've just simply never heard of that. So I'm like, so you have the wrong person, but thank you for throwing in there that you quote, quote, knew something was off about me. And now you're blocked because you're going to tell me I've been following you. And this whole time I'm watching you and listening to you, I think something is off about you. And then also throw in an untrue fact. Like she literally said, oh, you're the girl who did this and this to this and that. And I'm like, one, I don't know who they are. And two, I've simply never encountered, like, I've never had an altercation like that of making anyone change a podcast name. What, you know what I mean? So like, I genuinely to this day there, you know, when you try to sit back, cause then sometimes you second guess and you're like, did that happen? And I genuinely, I'm like, no, that never happened. Like no one's going to gaslight me. I'm like, that never happened. I don't know who they are. I don't know what she's talking about. So yeah, it's just like, how are you going to comment something so untrue and state it as a matter of fact, you know? So mm-hmm. it's almost never true. And that's why I block people because you're not going to tell me about myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the amount of people that just hate watch because they, like, they don't, you know, like themselves and they don't like that you are confident within yourself. So they just like wait for something yeah. and then they think that they find it. And you're like, you actually have nothing and <laughs> go get a life. And it's just, it's so funny how people project their own shit onto you when they just haven't dealt with it. But like how, cause a lot of your speaking of TikToks, a lot of your TikToks are dating focused, mm-hmm. which seems to be what does best for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So where do you date a lot? Like, are you pulling all of this from experience or like things you see with friends or what, where does it come from? I would say most of it is firsthand experience that I go through. But what I will say is that a lot of the things that I like make videos about aren't always about my own experience in the sense of like, when I make videos about like splitting the bill, like in none of my dating experience has a guy ever asked me to split a bill. I just see that it's a very common, popular like trend that goes on on TikTok that people talk about it. Um, I've also like never gone on a date where like a guy tries to like get me to go over his house 
and I make videos sometimes saying like what to say if a guy asks you to come over his house. So like mm-hmm. I have never really struggled with like those sorts of things. But of course, I've had really bad dates. And for the most part, when I share content about dates, it's always about my bad dates because I'm not going to get on TikTok and make comment about my good dates because what's right. the point? It's boring. One, it's not inter- yeah, it's boring. It's not entertaining. And two. Once you start sharing that a date went well, then everyone's going to think this is going to be your boyfriend. And what a lot of people don't understand about me is that most of my dates are good. So if I were to get on TikTok every single time that I have a good date, then like it wouldn't, it just, it wouldn't make sense. Cause then you would think everyone is going to be my boyfriend. So for me, I could have a good date and that still doesn't mean that that's going to be my boyfriend or that's going to be my person. So I like to share more about, you know, my like bad dates because they're really funny. It allows me to like say how, like whatever, what I went through. And then yes, of course I could teach people from my own experience, but yeah, a lot of those videos are not necessarily things that I went through. I just have my own opinions on them and my own perspectives on them because I have standards and through having standards. Yeah. I deny coffee dates. I deny drink dates. I would not go back to a guy's house on the first date. I would not have sex with a guy on the first date. I would not split the bill with a guy. So even if I didn't necessarily go through that, it's just my own perspective and standards Mm -hmm. around it. All right. Well, now you have to, can you tell your, your worst date story? I'm I'm so curious. So I will say, well, all I'm, I'm a, I'm a big storyteller, so I can go on and on and on all day. So I'll try to cut this down really short. Um, but I will say that my worst date, I actually had, I I made like an eight part TikTok video about it. So if you were to go to my TikTok, there's no joke, a whole entire hour of me talking about it. And girls literally commented like the fact that I stayed and watched through this whole thing is funny. Um, but anyway, so this was, I, this was actually a guy that I had asked to go to a wedding with me. We were like talking and we did happen. We did dinner the night before the wedding. And that was actually our first date. It was a very unconventional situation that I asked him to go to a wedding with me before ever hanging out with him. But we were like talking through FaceTime and stuff. We lived in different states. Mm-hmm. So I had asked him to go with me to a wedding. We met for the first time the day before we went to dinner. The vibe was a little off. Um, He is... 12 years older than me, I think. And at that time, when we went out to eat, um, it was like a double date and they were all older than me and they were very like treating me like I was a child. You know what I mean? Like they kept making, they kept talking about things and then would say like, oh, she wouldn't remember that or she wouldn't know that she was too young. Like, you know, things of that nature, like really making it clear that I'm much younger than they are and just kept like talking to me and talking about me, referring to me being so much younger than them. And I wasn't seeing it in like a funny complimentative way. Like it was like annoying, you know, like it was annoying me. So from the night before the wedding, I was just like, whatever, let me just suck it up. Maybe it'll be better if it's just us and not a group, whatever. And so I had not invited him to stay overnight with me at the wedding. I just invited him to come with me to the wedding. But I also made it clear that I was staying overnight and I was not going to drive home because it was like far from me. But, you know, I had made it clear to him, like, are you cool with like, you know, coming and going? It is in Jersey. I know you're in the city and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, like he was totally game for that. So the day of the wedding, he had actually asked me which to me was clear as day that like he knew he wasn't staying with me. So he had actually asked me like, 
Would it be okay if I bring a bag of stuff to put into your room so that I can, um, you know, like change so that I don't have to come all the way there in a suit. So even him asking that question to me indicated that he's well aware that this is my room that he's not staying in. He asked to just put a bag in the room, you know? And so whatever, we had a night at the wedding. The vibe was off. I, you know, I should have just trusted my gut from the day before that the vibe was not really going to be good between us. And so then that night as I'm like, okay, time to wrap this up, time to go because he was starting to like piss me off even more. He tried to lean in to kiss me. Like he was not reading the room at all. And so I turned my head and we banged heads. (laughs) And so he's like, what are you doing? Um, I'm trying to kiss you. And I was like, yeah, well, like, I'm not trying to kiss you. Like, I just like, I'm not like, I don't really kiss guys. that I don't know. He's like, you don't kiss guys you're dating. I'm like, we're not dating. No. I met yesterday for the first time ever. And so then when we got back to the room so he could grab his bag, he like wouldn't leave. And he started, we got in such a big blowout fight in the room where he told me that I was going to die alone oh. and that I'm a miserable person and all this stuff. Mind you, he, I'm, I was, I'm 26. He's 40, 40 or 41, whatever it is. And he's telling me that I'm going to die alone. I'm a terrible person because he thought that he was sleeping over. And I'm like, but I never invited you to sleep over. I like, I didn't give you a vibe to kiss me. You're not reading the room. I did not invite you to sleep over. So he thought he was sleeping over. He thought that he was making out with me, whatever, mm-hmm. literally screamed at me. He wouldn't even leave the room. Like he said, he wasn't leaving because he said it was his room. Oh I'm like, this God. is my room. Like this is literally my room. But because he happened to get there sooner than me that day, like he got to the hotel before I did. So he went into my room to put his bag in before I got there. So he, that was his thing. I was here first. So this is my room. I'm like, this is my friend's wedding. Yeah. I'm like, this is my friend's wedding that I invited you to. So this is my room I paid for. Like, what are you talking about? So yeah. Um, his last words to me was like, that I'm yeah, that I'm gonna die alone. And I was like, buddy, I'm practically half your age. Like, I think if anyone's gonna die first, it'll be you. So I'm like, I'm quite all right. So long story long, but long story short, because <laughs> I spared a lot of details there. It was that was the worst date that I ever oh had. <laughs> Where did they find the audacity? Like, I swear, I don't know if it's like the dating pool gets thinner as you get older. <laughs> so it's just like more slim pickings, but I, I swear when I was in my early twenties or like mid twenties and I was dating and I was like, they didn't seem as bad as they do now. Yeah. And I feel like now there's almost, it's almost like they're more desperate or more like there's less men to choose from. So they're like more ego driven because they think that like, oh, there's all these women that want me. And when the reality is we're all sitting there, like literally none of us want you, um, which is why you're single at 41. Yeah, like I never, I would, the thing is that the whole entire time, even though like my energy was kind of off, like I was really putting on a brave face for the sake of like us having mutual friends, us being at a wedding. Like there wasn't like really a way out, you know, it's not like going to dinner and you could just go right home. Yeah. So I was really doing my best, but once he tried to kiss me and once he made it as if like, he should be staying over. I was like, what would give you that idea if I never asked you to do that? I never invited you to do that. And so that's when he, yeah, it is ego driven. I mean, he blew up on me over that. And I'm just like, I said to him, cause he told me, oh, I knew since yesterday that you were such a piece of shit. So I said, well then 
you should have some standards for yourself because if you think I'm a bad person, if you think I'm a piece of shit, then why are you trying to sleep with me? Why are you trying to kiss me? I'm like, if you knew since yesterday that there was something wrong with me and that you don't like me and that I'm beneath you, then why right now are you trying to kiss me and sleep in bed with me? If a guy rubbed me the wrong way, if I didn't feel good toward a guy... And I know that I have self-respect and standards. I would never kiss him and I would never sleep with him. So you should develop some standards for yourself then, because sure, I'll take it. If you want to say that I'm a bad person, that's fine. But then what does that say about your respect for yourself? Because you tried to sleep with me. So, um, yeah, that's really that. I mean, guy, but you know what? Guys don't really have standards, at least the ones that yeah. like I talk about with the bad bad dates they don't really have standards they will take whatever they can get and even if i'm like it's a no don't try stop trying to convince me that it's yes because trust me when i say it's a no yeah as it's it's so funny too because whenever you use logic on them it's like they, their brains break and they're like yeah. you're like well why don't you have to standards where like if if i really am that bad you should not want anything to do with me and then they're like uh but uh, uh, uh. yeah like you would have sex with me knowing that i'm a piece of shit that's yeah. so weird <laughs> that's There's so this, interesting i've heard that like um men sleep with who they can and women sleep with who they want oh my god i love that it's so true it's so true they like do not typically have standards and I just, I don't know. I, I guess what my next question is like, what are you really looking for? Because clearly you have like a lot of, you yeah. know, you've seen a lot of what you don't want and you, as of right now, are single still. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, what are, what is, what's on your list? Like, what are your non-negotiable must-haves? Well, first things first, just to piggyback off of that, I do want a guy with standards. Like I do really like confident masculine men and not like the thing is, is that people get so triggered when they hear the word masculine and they think of masculine as like toxic masculinity. And what they don't know is that masculine energy is, is vital, is necessary and is needed. Now you're either going to get masculine energy from a woman or you're going to get it from a man. And for me, I love a masculine man. And when it comes to dating, I don't like to supply the masculine energy. So a lot of people have this negative connotation with masculine masculinity and masculine energy, but little do they know it's ex- extremely important to have masculine energy present in dating and in relationships and just in life. Masculine energy is about doing and getting shit done. And even us having podcasts and us having businesses and us having projects, like that's our masculine energy taking over and making shit happen. So masculine energy energy is very necessary. Now, not every woman is into a masculine man, but I am. I like a man who can supply the energy and I don't have to. I prefer to tap more into my feminine energy. So when it comes to dating, I like that kind of guy who not only has standards, not only is confident and not only like embraces his masculinity, but allows me to feel really, really, really safe and able to just be so secure that like, I, I can't, I don't have to take control. I don't have to take charge. I've dated enough guys who are like, I'm bad at making plans. Um, you know, I don't, where do you want to go? And that to me, like, I'll never be satisfied in a relationship like that. I'll never be happy in a relationship like that. And 
some guys might have good intentions with it where they're like, oh, I just want to make sure that like you like where we're going or that you're happy. But to me, I'm just like, figure it out. That's such mm-hmm. a turnoff to me. Like you want to turn me on, then say to me, Wednesday, seven o'clock, I'm taking you here. I heard you mention it once a month ago and I made mental notes and here I am making the plans. Like that's the type of guy I like. Um, I tend to also more so gravitate toward men who are older, even to say that they don't necessarily get better with age because it's really about a mentality. But mm-hmm. I am, I am really, um, I'm an old soul. Like I'm that homebody kind of vibe, traditional Italian family. Like that's my, how I was raised. And to me, like you'd have to be the type of person who could fit in with my family and my like lifestyle. And so what when what I mean when I say I like guys that are older, yes, in age, that's a plus, but also just like mature energy and mature like emotional availability. Like if you're not emotionally mature, because I've dated plenty of older guys that are so emotionally immature and have a very young soul and they don't take things seriously and they don't even know really what they want yet. Like mm-hmm. they're, they, they want to stay a bachelor at 40 rather than settle down and have kids like that kind of stuff that's just never going to work for me. So it's really about like maturity. Um, and yeah, a guy who's just, he, he can just provide in all different ways. Someone who's just able to take care of a wife, take care, prioritize a relationship. That's kind of where I'm at. So even though I might go on great dates, I even have a date tonight. So even if tonight's date goes great, it's like, until I see that, until I see someone who, I could picture marrying because this is another thing. Let's let's make one thing clear. When people are always like, oh, you're single, you're single, you're single, but you go on all these dates. How are you still single? You go on all these dates because I won't take myself off the market unless I would marry you. Mm-hmm. So even if I have a great date, you have to like check off my husband material boxes. So if you're not someone who I would marry, and if you're not someone that I would want to have kids with, then you won't even be my boyfriend. So mm-hmm. I don't say, oh, I have a boyfriend. We'll see where it goes. That is not me. So I am single until really fully taken for, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah, even if a date goes great, um, I'm just mainly looking for someone that I would truly see myself marrying. And that's really that. I think if more people did that, there would be a lot less problems in just like the relationship sphere Mm -hmm. of the world in general, because I feel like a lot of people, they take the approach of like, I'm ready now, you know, my biological clock is ticking, or I want a husband, or I want a wife, or I want these things by this age. And they make it about like the boxes that they're checking in their, in what they think their life should look like versus focusing on like it being the right person that they're committing to. And I think that's where so many people go wrong. It's, it's almost like they're trying to make the person fit what they want instead of making sure that the person is already who they want, you know? And I think that's why a lot of people are just really unhappy because they don't have like the standards, like you say, you know, they're just like trying to find the next thing to give them that sense of security or check the And the chances are, chances are that they're not going to feel security because it's not their person. Mm-hmm. Like you really won't feel that safety and security with someone until it's like this person is genuinely right for you because there are a lot of people that are feeling insecure in their relationships. And I just personally, like, I just refuse for that to be me. I don't want that. I've been insecure in relationships plenty. 
I've been with enough guys that I wasn't sure, like, are they committed to me? Are they devoted to me? Like, do they talk to other people? Like I have been with enough guys that did not give me enough like reassurance, whether it be like verbal reassurance or just like in their energy toward me, the way that they act, the, like I said, providing the way that they can provide for me. Like, you know how many times I have had guys make me feel like I'm asking for too much. I actually made a video Mm -hmm. about this recently where I was saying like, I will, I, I will never lower my standards because somebody that I'm talking to or that I like makes me feel like I'm, I'm asking for too much. I'm just asking the wrong person because there is somebody else who will do that. There's a reason why I see so many good examples of really healthy masculine men and really healthy, um, polarized relationships where there's, not to say like gender roles, if you will, but like just the the type of energetic roles that I prefer in a relationship. And to me, not only is, not only do I care about like that sort of like masculine energy, but when I say being safe and secure in a relationship, he has to also bring out his soft energy too, in order to even make you feel that way. Because I've also dated guys who are very masculine, but because they lack the emotional maturity, they won't open up and be vulnerable. They won't be soft. And you can be this manly man all you want and tough exterior. But when it comes to us being home at night, if you can't open up to me and make me feel loved and warm and cherished and all that stuff, then what good is your tough exterior? Because then there's not, there's no substance there. We need to be able to dig deeper. So, you know, I like those guys that are like, they might be like cool and whatever on the outside. And I I don't mean cool when I meaning like popular, I mean, like, you know, he's like, a cool guy who's like got his shit together. But then when you go home at night, he just wants to cuddle with you. And he's just always telling you how much he appreciates you and how much he loves you and what he even loves about you. Um, Without that, like without that balance, you don't really have much to look forward to. Like, sure. Mm -hmm. You might have a great guy who plans the best dates in the world, but if you can't really get to that deeper connection, then you're only going to go so far. So a guy who's just like really, really hundred percent sure about you and can tell you why he even appreciates you and, and all of the things that come along with that, that to me is husband material. So, so it sounds like I'm trying to describe somebody perfect, but let me just tell you, I see plenty of examples of this. I I really do. So the proof is out there. I get, I see proof every single day, whether it be from my parents, my grandparents, my friends, or yeah, maybe even people I see online. I know people sometimes say, oh, don't believe everything you see online. And I know obviously not everything is the full story, but I see enough that I know that I'm like, this is it. This is a good example. And that's really that. Yeah. How do you, cause I feel like you have, you obviously have so much going for you. It's like everything you touch turns to gold and <laughs> I I've seen it, you know, I followed you on Instagram for a little while and then I saw your TikTok blow up and then I saw you launch for the girls and Vixen and just everything that you do, you find success in. And it's, I believe a big part of it is your confidence Another part is is your experience and you know your unique perspective that you bring to like I know how to do this very well and I'm going to just go all in and make it work because I'm not going to give my energy to something that isn't going to be you know isn't going to bring me fruition. But I feel like just you know since we've talked about dating so much, I feel like a lot of guys when they meet 
a woman who has all these things, all of these credentials and all of this stuff that she is going for, like multiple businesses, multiple, you know, sources of income where she's doing really, really well financially and in just every area of her life. A lot of times they're like, well, you're too intimidating. And they almost see it as a threat to their masculinity where they don't feel that they can provide for you. And I guess, what is your perspective on that? Well, let me just say something. Those guys aren't my type and I don't date those guys. I've never (laughs) had a guy tell me that I'm too intimidating because I date guys who make more money than me. I Mm. date guys who are very successful. And so successful men are not intimidated by successful women. Mm -hmm. Um, They, you know, the type of guy that I would want to be with would tell me, you don't have to work, work if you want to. But if you want to, you know, say that we have kids and if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, great. I'm totally capable capable of taking care of you. So the type of guy that I would be into would never be intimidated by my success because the only men who are intimidated by a woman's success are men who don't don't do as well. And so for me, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be with someone who doesn't do as well. I mean, sure. Do I make a decent amount of money? Do I make a lot of money in in hindsight? Yeah, I do. But what if I said, I don't want to do these businesses or I don't want to do this when I have kids, I want to be a stay at home mom. I want to be able to work because I want to, not because I have to. I love what I do for work. But I also know that I don't have a choice at this point in time. I take care of myself. So as much as I love what I do, as much as I'm passionate about what I do, at the end of the day, let's call a spade a spade. I need to work. I need Mm -hmm. money. Um, So I feel like for me, the type of guy that I go for um, doesn't have that, you know, ego problem or even if they did, they haven't shown it. Um, they, they, they are interested in what I do. They think it's, you know, nice. They say, I've never met a confidence coach in my life. I've never heard of a girl with a podcast in my life. I never met someone who owns a lingerie brand in my life. How unique, how different. So they, they do like that. I think the kind of men that I personally like, like creative women and like Mm -hmm. women who are passionate about things, whether they have financial success or not, it's more so about, they like seeing you enjoy what you do. They like seeing you, you know, do that stuff. What I will say is the reason why going back to what I said before, a lot of women get triggered when you talk about masculinity is because they think of things like that. Oh, well, fragile masculinity. Oh, a man's ego. There's the wounded masculine energy. And that's where that comes from. But don't get it twisted. There's also wounded feminine energy, which is all about insecurity and, um, you know, needing constant validation from people. And, um, you know, there's negative, There, there's wounded, toxic, you know, sides to both masculine and feminine energy. So yes, there are wounded masculine men and they do tend to operate from their toxic side, which does bring out, you know, that egotistical side or that um, arrogant side. And you just have to realize that this is someone who isn't mature, isn't in their mature masculine, has never done any sort of self-reflection or really brought themselves to self-awareness. And they might even have their own sort of trauma that like made them be that way. So Mm -hmm. I think once you become really aware of the energies and aware of like, like I'm so self-aware and socially aware that even just based on one word that a guy will say or that a girl will say, 
I will know if they're in their healthy, mature masculine or feminine, or if they're in their wounded, toxic masculine or feminine, just based on their one conversation, one line that they could say. Mm-hmm. And so once you become more aware of that, you then, then you get to pick up on it. And so, yeah, I know that I know that a lot of people have dealt with a lot of fragile, egotistical energy. And it sucks. I mean, that's even like that guy that I just mentioned how <laughs> he thought he was going to sleep over. He was totally operating out of his ego. His ego was mm-hmm. hurt because I rejected him. And yeah. because I, what I was in my really embodied, mature, feminine energy, I was able to establish my boundaries and I was able to say no. And I was able to express myself. Mm-hmm. And like, that's one, one of the wounded feminine energy traits is a woman who doesn't express herself, but just wants you to know what she's thinking. Oh, Mm -hmm. she thinks that the man should read her mind. No one's going to read my mind. So I embrace my feminine and I express myself. He was too egotistical to handle that. He couldn't respect my boundaries. So that awareness, like it really lets you look back at situations and realize exactly who's operating from what. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that intuition that you you know, are saying you can read situations and read people right away that most people tune that out and they kind of question themselves and they think like, oh, well, maybe it's not this. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just my trauma talking. And the reality is like if more people just listen to their gut instinct and their intuition about people that entered their lives and acted accordingly, then I feel like more people wouldn't have to go through these really hard, painful lessons where they get brought down and humbled by somebody who was not operating in their healthy masculine or feminine. And, you know, there wouldn't be so many people relating to your videos and being like, oh shit, she's talking exactly about what I went through. Um, so I think it, yeah, that's really important to like recognize that when you do the work on yourself, like you have done and recognize how great you are, how wonderful you are, you know, all of the things you have to offer, not only yourself, but somebody else, you will naturally attract people that are not intimidated by that. Like you will attract people that are on your plane, on your level, who mm-hmm. aren't operating out of those things either. And yeah. I mean, I've definitely experienced that in my own life. You know, I attracted all these like awful narcissistic assholes for the longest time. And then I was like, all right, it's time to actually deal with the stuff under the surface. So that I stopped doing that. And it was like instantly all of these wonderful people started coming in. But um, I I also, I was really, really curious because I know we haven't really talked a, a lot about your confidence coaching business. That is such a cool concept to me. Like that's so awesome that you put so much passion and energy into like helping people feel more confident in themselves and find the thing that you found. But I think, okay, just one, one tip, like one thing that you would tell somebody, if you could just kind of sum up one little confidence tip, what would you say? Well, I would have to go with my one-liner that I say in my podcast that I say at the forefront of everything, which is, I only want what wants me. And it might be easier said than done, but when you really think about it saying, I only want what wants me. You could apply that to everything in life, whether it be dating and relationships, whether it be friendships, whether it be work, careers, you know, like when it comes to dating, let's apply this saying, you know, I only want what wants me. My mindset is I'm, 
your lack of interest in me is unattractive and uninteresting. So if you are uninterested in me, I am certainly unattracted to you because you not desiring me is undesirable. Um, when, it, you know, a guy is, has a lack of excitement about or a lack of urgency in dating you, like tells you he's going to take you here or there, but then never does like all of these things. That's very unattractive to me and very uninteresting. I only want what wants me. So your lack of wanting me makes me not want you. That's number one. When it comes to friendships, if you're not invited, don't go. If you're not invited, don't ask. If you're not invited, take that as your sign that they don't want you there. There's no like, oh yeah, well, they knew I wouldn't want to go anyway. It doesn't matter because you can decide if you don't want to go there. They don't decide if you want to go or not. So, you know, with friendships, you don't want me there. I don't want to be there. You don't want to be my friend. I don't want to be your friend. You make me feel mm-hmm. left out. Well, then I will certainly remove myself from the equation because I don't operate that way. Um, and then when it comes to jobs, you know, like if you are showing a, a, a an employer, you're showing a boss, whatever, everything that you have to offer, all these good things about you, and they still feel like someone else is better suited for the job, let it be, you know, mm-hmm. keep, keep it moving. Obviously, they, that job wasn't meant for you because if it was, then they would have wanted you. If they don't want you to do it, they want someone better. They think that there's someone better suited. Let them have it. That's for them. So you could apply this mindset to literally anything and everything. I only want what wants me. I've been saying it for years. I will never stop saying it. I don't want what doesn't want me, period. And I think that you could really just, like, there's going to be no situation where where you'll end up being like, so what do I do if I haven't heard Mm -hmm. from so-and-so? Hello, get back to the to the program. I only want what wants me. What do I do if they said this, but didn't do that? Hello, get back to the program. I only want what wants me. Um, so yeah, just kind of like implementing that over and over and over, I would say is like at the forefront. Of course, there's so many more things that go into the coaching, but that's like my, that's my one liner. Dude. I love that. That's such a good mentality to keep because it saves so much energy. Like so much energy is wasted by trying to figure out people's motives. Like, well, why didn't I get invited here? Or like, why didn't that guy text me back today? Or why didn't this thing happen? And it's like, if you just eliminate all of that and be like, well, if it doesn't want me, I don't want it. You know, it's not, it's not for me. And I don't want anything that isn't for me. You have so much energy within you all of a sudden to like create a better life for yourself and do the things you want to do and be with the people you want to be with. Yeah. And it's so simple, but I love the way you put it. I love that. That's so like, you should patent that and put it on everything, like t-shirts, all of it. I should actually, haven't even thought about that. You should (laughs) trademark it. That'll be your next thing. Um, I don't want to keep you too long, but I have one more question if you wouldn't mind sharing. Of course. What can you talk about, like what your next venture is? Because you are always just keeping it moving. Um, you know what, right now I would say my next thing is when it comes to confidence coaching, I do have a wait list open for a group course. I have no details to share on it yet, but in like my social media bios, you'll see that I have a wait list for a group coaching program because that's the next thing that I really want to do as far as, um, building a community of girls who want, because I do one-on-one coaching. I do private coaching and it's great and I enjoy it and I love it. But my next thing is definitely going to be getting more girls in at once because I really want to build a group of like-minded women. Um, 
And then as far as everything else, I mean, Vixen, I'm just going to keep having more launches, more clothing, more lingerie. I'm going to keep expanding with that. But right now, you know, collection one only just launched last month. So still in the works on focusing on that one. But, um, yeah, that's, I would say that's really it for that right now for the girls. Of course, that's, you know, still going, but, um, yeah, those are my main two things that I'm like expanding. Yeah. And it, guys, the, her lingerie is stunning. Oh, it is so, you. it's, you can tell, like, I, I need to actually order some because I've been admiring it on Instagram for like weeks uh-huh. now. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so pretty, but you can tell it's very high quality. And I think that just speaks a lot to you and your brand. Like you are very focused on everything you do being like the best of the best. Yeah. It's all about the details. It's all about the quality. Like I said, I brand my businesses and I brand things the way that I would live my life. Like I talk about high standards and high quality experiences. Well, if I'm going to launch a lingerie lingerie brand, it's going to be high quality, you know? So um, I have high standards for everything that I do in life. I hold myself to high standards. I hold my businesses to high standards. I hold my content to high standards. And yes, my dating and things of that sort too. So yeah, it's all, it's all one big full circle thing there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, who was it? Is it, I don't know, one of those incredible, um, like podcast coaches I listen to. uh, I think it might've been Ed Milet actually. He's like, what the way you do one thing is the way you'll do everything. You know, hundred percent. I'm sure they all say that, but yes, Ed Milet comes to mind as well. The way that you do. And one thing has to be the way that you do everything. Like you can, you know, um, there's one, one guy that, you know, we're like kind of friends, whatever. And I always, I have told him, I'm like, you're way too laid back for me. Like I would never be happy in a relationship with you. I would never be able to like date you because he's just not, you know, he's not like aggressive. He's not like really like heavy on taking action when it comes to me. And, you know, we're friends and that's fine. But as far as anything more, like I, I, I could never. Um, and he's like, oh, well I'm like really like, he's the opposite with work. Like he has like many successful businesses. He's like a really like action taking kind of guy. Like he's crazy. Like he'll get everything done, you know, tenfold. And so I said to him, I'm like, yeah, but like, it doesn't matter because it's not the same. Like you could be crazy when it comes to work and get shit done when it comes to work. But then when it comes to me, if you're laid back, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's fine though, because he's really proactive when it comes to work. It's just not the same. So, um, yeah, like, you know, the way that you do anything should be the way that you do everything. And that's, that's really that. I, I I also told him though. I said, um, you obviously just don't like me. <laughs> like, yeah. that's fine. I'm like, I think if you met someone that you like, then you'll be that way. You know, yeah. like you'll yeah. be more proactive. I think that you just don't have that urgency with me, which is fine. Like, it's fine. It might not be you as a person. It might just be you waiting to meet someone that like you're fucking crazy about and you're not fucking crazy about me. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm not taking it personally. It's just, we're better off as friends. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it is. God, it's so true that you brought that up. Cause like I, my partner and I've said it to each other a couple of times, like we have never treated anyone as good as we've treated each other. Like I have not been, you know, at the time I thought I was being like a decent girlfriend and like, Right now, I'm like, oh my God, I am so good with him. And he like goes above and beyond for me. He's like, I've never done it with anyone else. And it's literally because we are like crazy about each other. And exactly. 
it's so funny how like I feel like especially women are like well he's doing this with his new girlfriend or like he did this with his ex but he doesn't do it with me and it's like look in the mirror like he probably just doesn't like you that much just like accept it it. it's not even something to take personally it's like people can't control their feelings that much like if he's not madly in love with you he can't try to be he could think you're the best and be like you're so such a good girl I want this to work with you but if his heart's not in it then his heart's not in it and that's exactly that and you know you can be friends but he's always gonna find someone better or treat someone better because he's you're not his person. So yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. That's so funny. I'm sure you've told him that too. You're like, listen, just don't even try. Cause you're half. Yeah, I, no, it's just like, it's like f- we both already like kind of knew and like, it's fine because we, we get along so well. So we're friends and it's like, like no hard feelings whatsoever. We're still friends. Um, but yeah, like in the beginning I thought like, Oh my God, I, I think I'm going to like him whenever. And then I'm like, never fucking mind. <laughs> Like, never mind, but it's fine because we got along really well. I really enjoy his company and we're just good friends. Like, that's really that. But yeah. no, I, if I ever turn around that we ended up dating, it's because he probably had a full, whole entire like 180 in his life. Otherwise, no, I could never be with him like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would have to change his actions. You're just, yeah, he'd have to right change the whole 180, like a totally different version of him. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Um, okay. I swear, last one, because I love, I love asking this because I feel like, you know, when you have so many brands on social media, all these different platforms, people get an image of you in their mind of what they think you are. And sometimes it's close to what you are and who you are, but it's not like a hundred percent. So what is something that you wish people knew about you? Oh, I would say that I am a huge, like hopeless, romantic, old lady vibes, softy, want to just stay home all the time waiting for my like, you know, true love fairy tale. Like I'm, like I said, from the beginning, I'm a very old soul. And I think that that might translate in my content, but I'm not kidding when I say like, I like my content, like, you know, it's a little bit more on like the let's get shit done vibe. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I have no problem staying in my house for a whole entire week on end, never leaving the house. I am will probably never be completely fulfilled in my life until I have like my true like love sort of situation. Like I'm just like a little old Italian lady (laughs) kind of person. And you don't really see. I think that people who've been following me for a while and hear everything I say they know that. But someone yeah. who just does a quick scroll and hears me talking about if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no, blah, blah, blah. Like they're not going to get that vibe from me. So I might be really like energetic and outgoing and like high burst of energy, but I'm also like a really big, like homebody old lady type of person who just like watches rom- like r- romance movies all day in my life, journals about love, sings about love, like hopeless romantic energy all day. Like that's literally me. (laughs) That's so sweet. I love that. (laughs) Actually I am. So, you know, like the, your big three, like, uh, like your, your sun, moon and rising. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm an Aquarius sun, which is like totally the energy that like everyone sees like a big Aquarius energy and I'm a Taurus moon, but I'm also like a cancer rising. And they Mm -hmm. say that like that cancer side is like your really, really sensitive side. So like, even though an Aquarius energy is like, don't bother me like type of version, 
um, and a, and a Taurus is like super like blunt and outspoken. The, the cancer version side of me is like the more sensitive side. Yeah. So I don't really show it as much, I guess, but that's like my, my rising sign. So, yeah. That's so sweet. I love that. I love that you shared that too. Cause I think, yeah, a lot of times people can get the wrong impression. If they see one video and they're like, this girl's a bitch or like whatever. Yeah, you think. Like, like, no. Yeah. I love that. Um, thank you so much for coming on. This was, this was so interesting to like get a little more insight into you and everything you're doing and, you know, all of the wisdom you have to share here. I would love to hear, um, just drop all your, all your socials for all your different things. Yeah. Um, okay. So my personal Instagram and personal TikTok is just victoria.alario. So my last name is A-L-A-R-I-O. So you'll find me on both you know, places there. Um, my podcast is for the girls. So you could also find that through Instagram on just for the girls dot podcast, but also it's like a podcast streaming everywhere, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, literally everywhere that you listen to podcasts, you could find that. Um, and then Vixen, the label is it's not Vixen, like V I X E N. It's actually my name with the word sensuality, like merged together to make one brand. So like Victoria and sensual. So Vic V I C S E N Vixen, the label. So that's on Instagram is Vixen, the label. And then that's also Vixen, the label.com. And then if you were to try to inquire about confidence, coaching, group course, one-on-one course, anything like that. The link will be in my Instagram bio. It'll be in my show notes on my, my podcast and you'll be able to find that there. I just can't link it because it's not my specific domain yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to eventually translate that over to like transition that over into like victoriaalario.com, but I haven't had the time to do that one yet. So, <laughs> so just find the link in my bio and you'll find that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jude. I love this and good luck on your day tonight. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I hope it goes well. I like kind of secretly hope that you have a funny dating story after this, but you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let I kind of hope not. So <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's going to go well. We're going to manifest that he's going to be amazing. He's going to treat you like a goddess and <laughs> it's going to be awesome. 